the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. You know, we hope that the Lord uses this first hour of Come Together San Diego to really release you from your prison, whatever that prison may be. Uh, You know, the scripture talks about that which is first natural, and after that, that which is spiritual. We're going to use this, the term uh, of being imprisoned as an allegory uh, for what God has, wants to release you from, whatever that may be, because... First, that which is natural, and then the spiritual. We thought it would be appropriate to bring somebody on who's had a little bit of um, experience in the prison environment that God has released and empowered in remarkable ways. But before we introduce him, I want to introduce my co-host for this hour, Pastor Frank Harper, North County. Hey, Frank, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. Is, uh, Frank is one of the guys up in North County that has his finger on the pulse uh, has for many, many years. It really has a heart for San Diego County. So uh, I, I've been tracking you for a long time, and I think you've been tracking what God's doing through me as well, right? Yeah, I've, I've watched you. We've kind of played harmonica together. And stuff. That's, <laughs> That's exactly great. right. And you've been very intimate, not only in your own church environment, but you're very still very intimate with the Glow, the Glow, Glow people yeah. and other places as well. In fact, every time there's something going on, you can be looking around. There's a very good chance that Frank and his wife... Um, uh, Jan will be close by. And so it, you, Frank came up to me not long ago and said, I want you to meet somebody. And uh, this man has had some uh, prison experience, but God has released him not only from that environment, but taken the training that God gave him. And he's uh, using that to set other people free from their prisons as well. So why don't you do the introduction of the person with whom we will be interacting for this entire hour, Frank? Well, I... I've known Casey for quite a while now. And K- Casey Knufman? Knufman. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And um, when I saw you at that last event at the garden, and I says, you know what? I, uh, Casey was there, and I, I says, here's somebody that you need to know. Yeah. And because uh, he's just, uh, we've been kind of friends together, and we've been studying together and working together and talking together for quite a while. Yes. And uh, he's just hungry for God. And, I like And it. he's just going for God like I mean, I just love to see because he's a younger man than I am, and I just see the next generation coming on with full bore. Yes, and, and whenever all, everything fires, <laughs> whenever Pastor Frank Harper speaks, we listen because you're a guy who's close to the pulse and the heart of God. So uh, I, w- I want to introduce uh, Casey Knufman. How you doing, Casey? I'm I'm blessed. Yes, yes. Blessed. We're excited to hear what God has stirred in you, to you, and through you. In fact, as you were praying over the show, uh, you have a sense that God wants to do some major healing in San Diego County. So my friend, as you listen, if God stirs you, if there's something that is uh, on your heart as far as needing healing or things, just be listening to God through Holy Spirit on this broadcast, and let's see if God actually heals you. We're going to entrust Him to do that. So why don't you... 
tell just a little bit more about you and kind of what you see going on, not only North County, Frank, but what he seems to be doing in San Diego itself. And then I'm going to have Casey jump on in with some insights on his past, present and future. Very good. I think the prayer that's going up right now is uh, just absolutely wonderful. And the Lord is raising up prayer people and prayer places uh, all over the nation and all over uh, the county. Yes. And people are setting fires, so so to speak, in prayer to uh, go to the throne room of God and to start seeing revival. And we've seen revival. Revival starts in the heart of each one of us. Mm-hmm. And we need to live in that revival. We need to live in it, not talk about it, but live in it. Preach it, And brother. that's one of the things that I see in this young man here, that he's he got saved in prison and... Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Sure, I, I think so. One of the things that I'm seeing, uh, Casey and Pastor Frank, is that God is, this time he around, he's merging the young and the old and the kind, the ones in the middle as well because he wants <clears> to do kind of a broad brushstroke in San Diego County and beyond. And as San Diego becomes a prototype city, uh, we're, we're trusting that the, uh, the unity that he's bringing together here will illustrate the unity he wants to do in Absolutely. the body of Christ beyond this. So uh, insights, Casey. Yeah, there's definitely a, a revival going on. Well, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about some of the past to bring okay. people up. You, you know, I kind of pitched in the, in the middle of this that everybody's got their own prison they want to be released from. Yeah. Why don't we start from there with you and then kind of in the four minutes that are left in this segment, uh, we'll embellish that or deal with it, and then we'll dive into the specific spiritual things that are tied to this. Casey? Sure, sure. So uh, I spent about 19 years um, a drug addict, oh um, and that's really what, what led me to prison was my, my addiction to, uh, well, really every drug, but meth and heroin and, and fentanyl. Um, so I went through that for like 19 years, um, ended up getting a four-year prison sentence, and there's a revival going on in San Diego called the Fire and Glory Outpouring, and my, yes. my, someone I call my spiritual mother, uh, was attending that thing, um, every, uh, uh, almost every night since it started. Uh, um, and she was writing me and I'd always believed in God, but I don't believe that I was saved. Um, you know, before this. And, uh, she was writing me about this revival that was going on and all these healings and miracles and, and crazy stuff. Um, and so I, I, I started reading her letters, uh, every day I was getting this stuff and it just, God's glory was just glued to the page. And as I was read this stuff, it was jumping out and, and striking fire in my heart. And so, um, I, I cracked open the Bible and I read it from front to back. My, my. And, uh, I just, just something changed. I, 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 I mean, that was the start, the start of my process. And I still had a lot of struggles, um, in, in between then and, and, and now, um, but that's that's where it started right there in prison. Do you, do you feel that God actually used the prison experience to set the stage and empower you more? I mean, there are a lot of things that you can minister uh, to about that, that other people cannot do. They're only talking abstractly. But you have uh, some major challenging experiences that uh, you can use as a springboard to other people that are having uh, problems with drugs or uh, other imprisonments, literally, that they may be experiencing. Yeah, what I've seen is uh, there's nothing out of out, out of reach for God, and in, it's it's really all it's uh, small potatoes to him. <laughs> um, I know, I know, I actually you know run run, run a, a business now, and a guy just did 38 years in prison, and I was able to hire him. Um, and this guy probably thought he 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 didn't really have much hope at a future, and and um, he's got one you know right off the bat getting out. Tell I've us about s- what's the name of your business? 
Um, it's not the San Diego Art versus War. That's I just run a, a, a detail. Uh, a, uh, an car, automotive detail? Yeah, car detailing business. It's yes. a nationwide company. We detail for car auctions. Oh, that's great. That's so, great. But I did want to say, uh, you know, I've seen killers, murderers, and, and, and everybody else in, in, in the world that's done, you know, terrible, horrific things um, fall to their knees and, and cry like a baby when the presence of God touches their heart. Yes, yes. We're, can we explore that in the next segments, yeah. uh, Casey? Any quick thoughts? We've got about one minute left, Frank, uh, Frank, Pastor Frank Harper. Well, I think the Holy Spirit, uh, when he touched your life, Casey, in, in prison and, and started exploring, he started exploring you and you started exploring him. I think that's one of the key things that <laughs> yes, yes, the Holy yes. Spirit was really welcome and you welcomed him. Yes. And he's just using you mightily as you continue to yield to the Holy Spirit, yes. the Holy Ghost, and uh, you're going to continue to see great things. And uh, God's doing that in his life. Yes. It's just awesome. It is awesome. Uh, Pastor Frank uh, Harper and uh, Casey Knuffman, uh, we've just set the stage here for a wonderful hour of communicating what God's heart is. Uh, we're gonna, You know, the, the scripture talks about being street smart and, you know, the kind of, kind of God wants us to not only be, you know, wise as serpents, but also harmless as doves. We're going to, in the next segment, we're going to talk more specifically on what that may look like and sound like as we listen to Holy Spirit in our lives and see where he wants to take us so that we can use that as a tool to take other people in a like direction. So uh, Pastor uh, Frank Harper and Casey Knuffman and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I am back indeed with Pastor Frank Harper, North County Minister and Beyond. I appreciate you being with me as a co-host, Frank. No problem. My uh, pleasure. Yes, our pleasure as well. Pleasure. And we also have uh, uh, Casey Knuffman, and he's uh, giving us some insights uh, on uh, evangelism from a perspective of a guy who's been contained <laughs> for a number of years that God has set free from the prison environment and given him spiritual and natural uh, nuances so that he can help you be released from your prison as well. You know, a lot of people use the term street evangelism, and there are a lot of people that uh, go out on the street, but they really don't really understand the vernacular of people who are on the street. It's sometimes it's book learning, and they get street smart fairly quickly, but uh, sometimes it may be advantageous for somebody like a KC to go out there because he, he's been in that environment uh, before in a very real sense. And uh, he can speak from the heart on those things. Talk a little bit, Casey, about your experience on street evangelism and maybe some of the stuff that God has given you when you are in containment yourself that you can actually draw on to stir other people to steer clear of that kind of thing. Casey? Yeah. Well, what I notice is that um, what's what's easy to do um, when you evangelize, what makes it easier is is knowing your identity, right? Yes. Knowing your new identity in Christ and then also knowing your old one, Right. Because when you know your old one as well, you can recognize it in other people when you walk around town yes. and you see it on them. So, and you know, as you, I, I pray to the, to God that, that, you know, I, I see in the spirit, you know, I ask, I ask Lord, give me, you know, prophetic words for people. And, um, when, when I'm walking around, 
you know, I can, I, because I've been through those things, sometimes I see it in the spirit over them, um, depression or anxiety, but sometimes like I just look at them and my heart just knows exactly what's, what's going through, you know? And I think because I've been through those things, the Lord will just say depression or addiction or whatever it is, you know, and it's just easy to see that. Yes, yes, yes. Frank, any thoughts? Uh, Casey, tell us about some of the your people or maybe an, a couple of times you've prayed for people that need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and I've seen that. I've been yeah. with you when that's happened. Yeah, and, and let's let's talk about this. We'll start from the street environment and then we'll work into some of the other ministry things in which you are involved, yeah, Casey. Was... We'd love to hear more about that. Okay. Um, well... You know, in the in the in the street environment, what I learned being being locked up is that like there's just God is limitless, limitless love and limitless power. And um, you know, I also I went I went whale watching recently with my wife and and what I learned I, when I looked out on the ocean was like, wow, he he will go to any length and any depth um to love us. And I realized that when I saw the the size of the ocean and I thought about being in prison and I thought about how how far gone I thought my life was and how I, you know, I, ne- I could never get it back. And, uh, I was just so wrong because there's, there's, there's no amount of distance you can put between you and the Lord that he won't pull you, pull you back into. Yes. You, you know, I had a chance to kind of view some of the videos and some of the, your actual face to face interactions with other people. One of the things, my listening friend that I've discovered in Frank, I trust that you've discovered this as you've interacted uh, with KC and, you know, at, partnering with him perhaps, or maybe even observing how God stirs him to minister to other people. There's an element that you have, and it's a, it's a real deep compassion for people, and it doesn't take long for you to stir that up. You're a real loving kind of guy. And uh, I'll tell you what, that commands attention, but it also uh, it, it eliminates some of the walls that people have when they uh, see the sincerity and transparency that you have. You want to speak a little bit more about that? We have a few minutes left in this segment. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's hard not to, you know, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and filled with fire, not to not to get in His presence and not just dramatically feel um, His love. And so, I just try to always stay engaged um, with the Father and, and with the Holy Spirit when I'm walking around, and I'm consistently asking when I see people, like Lord, what would you like to do? Yes, and you know, His answer is always going to be love on that person. And <clears throat> I know that I've just done terrible things in my life, and so coming from that place. Um, of knowing, you know, his blood was shed for me and that there's, there's, there's no, nothing you can do that, that he's just not ready and willing to forgive and just love you right through. It's really easy to minister to people, but getting over that fear of man, um, when you see somebody that's hurting, you know, I think a lot of people want to have that, that compassionate outreach or, you know, evangelistic touch on somebody, but they're a little afraid, um, because that fear of man might block them maybe because it looks like that person, um, and them can't relate. But yes. you know what? We all know pain. I don't oh, care wow. if you, you did 20 years in prison or, or you're doing 20 years uh, in, 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 in Beverly Hills in your own mental prison. <laughs> yes. We can relate yes. because we both need the love of the Father to, to crash into our lives and invade us. Yes. I, I know Pastor Frank uh, Harper has a few questions for Casey as well. So as a co-host, this, Frank, you want to drop a question the, or two? Uh, then I have a, another line this, of questioning. The scripture that talks about he who has been forgiven much loves much. Yes. And Casey, I, I see that love that's, uh, that motivates you, and I always hear that, hear that from you. Uh, and I just want to encourage you to continue to bring forth that love, because that love is what's going to break, uh, break the bonds of the people as you pray for them. And uh, I just wanted to say 
that's a good, that's a really, as, as a pastor, because yes. I'm looking out for the other people, the people and him sure. himself and others. But uh, I just wanted to say that's a, that's a good quality that God is working in your life to yes. see the love that flows from you to others. That motivates you. Thank you. Well, you know, here's here's one of the things I observe from you. You know, a lot of people, when they go out into this kind of environment, they go, here, I need to cross off this thing and this thing and this thing. I need to do this, that, and this, 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 and this. But when it really gets to Holy Spirit, he, Holy Spirit may say, you know, I've, I've poured stuff into you. I want you to pour it out, and I don't want you to acquiesce to what you think the rules are. I want you to listen to my heart cry, and I want you to go for it. And one of the things that I've seen with you is you, you have no apprehension about going for it. You know, if Holy Spirit tells you to do something and to say something, it may be a little bit uncomfortable, but it all works out because Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. You want to speak to that? Because I've seen some, uh, what, what I would say, your, your line of questioning, because it's always seated in love, uh, you can get away with that. And what happens, it opens doors because there's no ulterior motive nobody senses an ulterior motive from you it's a a heart cry and all of a sudden it bears fruit you want to talk a little bit more about that casey yeah it's it's important to be obedient to the holy spirit because uh i mean he he likes to put us in 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 crazy situations (laughs) that you know especially that challenge that fear of man inside of us because he wants to break that off of us he wants to use us to break stuff off of other people right with the power and the love of god but he also wants to break it off of us as we break it off of others right say that again that is wise (laughs) he wants to break it he wants to break it off of us as, as as he breaks it off of others i love it and um you know that's why we you know uh that's why we pour into people in private so that he'll pour through us in public. Yes, you know? yes. Any thoughts on this, Frank? I know so one, you're you're a guy that gets... Frank is, is one of those guys that you just want to go up and hug automatically. He his <laughs> wife, Jan, because he, he, he's That's approachable. I didn't say reproachable. I said approachable. <laughs> and so one of the things... That, and he's kind of like a dad figure, and you can go up and give him a hug and say, hello, Pastor Frank, and he, and he, and he will, you know... Uh, faith in the operation of God. He's like a surgeon. He can use that, uh, the word as a scalpel to go into the heart. I appreciate that about you, Frank. I've observed oh, that in, in you as well. Any, any, we've got a couple minutes left. Any quick thoughts for Casey? Uh, well, like I said, that the love that's just pouring out of this man is uh, remarkable. And um, um, he, he, I know he's faced a lot of different difficult situations. No questions. And even in, after being out and being in, uh, being set free, but I, I remember him saying as he looked out the gate of a particular place where he was at and he was going to be leaving in that place and he says, well, here I am, God, we're going to be going on with you and I'm just trusting you to take me further. I, I, <laughs> you, I, you remember that time? That, yeah, he, he remembers that. Yeah, that was probably <laughs> the scariest moment of my prison. Prison, all that stuff was scary, but but that moment was, was scary and... and uh, and 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 here I am. God, yes, God yes, you are through. indeed. <laughs> and on and, uh, people say, "Oh, yes, you're you're here in all your glory," but you're not. You're in he, here in His glory. Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna put something on you because I, I've known you a little bit of time, but I know that you can handle this. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people listening to this that need to be encouraged, that uh, need to be prayed for. We've got about two minutes left in this segment before we go to a commercial break. So I'm gonna have you right now. I want you to proclaim into the listeners' ears and hearts how God loves them, and I want mm-hmm. you to challenge them in the Holy Spirit. We've got a couple minutes, so uh, uh, Casey Knuffman, lay it on us. Uh-huh. 
Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Well, you guys, if, if, if you're listening to this and, and, and maybe you need a, a heart change, maybe you need that, that bravery and that courage to step out and to pray for others. So, so just receive this. God, I pray right now that you would soften their hearts. God, I pray for a fresh fire and a fresh anointing on these people, Lord, and a brand new bravery, Lord. And right now we just break the spirit of the fear of man off of these people right now, Lord, with your love. Right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, we break off all anxiety that would cause them to stop, uh, uh, that would stop them from, from talking to others right now. We break it off with the love of the Father right now. And I just encourage you guys to, to, uh, to step foot. We cannot grow. When you go to work out, it's uncomfortable when you first start doing it because it hurts. Well, it, it's, it's uncomfortable the first time you step out in faith, in public, in the grocery store, in the gas station to pray for somebody. Guess what? Get over it. <laughs> Jesus was was never comfortable and he wasn't comfortable to be around. And um so that's just that's we, he, he 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 got nailed to a cross for us. Like how how we how where do we get off thinking we deserve to be comfortable in this thing? And the whole scripture was the scripture says as he is so are we in this world. Mm. So some of the things that may seem awkward as you read through the gospels and the life and lifestyle of Jesus, sometimes he's going to put us in positions where we kind of have to go not been here in this environment before, but I know that God is with me and he will never leave me or forsake me. My listening friend, uh, uh, Casey and Pastor Frank uh, Harper and I are going to be talking about this topic more as we continue, but I want you to be prepared for an entirely new experience in the Lord. He wants to release you in brand new areas in this year and beyond. So uh, Casey and uh, Pastor Frank and I will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Hi, San Diego. This is Pastor Larry Peltier of Beach Chapel, Encinitas. Lord, we pray for grace and favor for all of San Diego, all those who are homeless, who are sick, who need help. We just thank you, God. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And welcome back, my friends, to Come Together San Diego with my studio full of guests and co-hosts. Pastor Frank, it's good to have you with us. And Casey, good to have you with us. We're talking about some interesting things, some things that they're both involved in, but I, what always is my heart cry, my listening friend, is for that to be a springboard for you to understand that God has more for you as well. You may have some ministries in your life or things that you do that uh, God says, I love it. But sometimes what God wants to do is expand you even beyond the comfort zone. And Frank, I know that you're a guy who believes in healing. Yes, you ministered that in your church environment, but outside the church environment as well. So um, speak a little bit about the power of healing. It's, it's, you, when you're listening to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit may turn a direction that you were th- not thinking of and, and, and going, and then you go that way. Talk a little and bit about tell that. You, well, the Holy Spirit will tell you, to, yes. you know, that he wants you to pray. It's, it's the, uh, Jesus is always going to be the one that asks you to pray. The Holy Spirit will always be the one to ask you to pray. And uh, I just think that um, uh, Casey's done a great job of, of listening to the Holy Spirit and then reacting to it and praying for people and seeing great fruit from it. Uh-huh. And the fruit, I mean, the, the testing of that is in the fruit. We've yeah. seen, I've seen personal 
experiences of people healed and other places where we've been. But Casey, just tell us about some of the places and uh, maybe your work environment and the things that you see, um, not the street, but in the work environment and, and the people that you've had working for you. I know you've told me about people that have been healed. Go ahead and speak about that, would you please? Yeah, sure. Some of uh, some of my employees have been, been uh, sick um, or, or actually one, the first one <clears throat> that I had gone after, uh, well, after I became manager, before I, before I was the manager, um, I mean, I was, I was just walking around praying for everybody. And this is an automotive detailing, yeah. basically? Yeah, we mm-hmm. detail for, for car auctions and get cars ready to go into the sales. Um, but once I became a, a, a manager, that's like the fear of man kind of tried to face me a, a little bit more because it's like, oh, am I going to violate this boundary and whatnot? So mm-hmm. I, I only pray if, if, you know, if I feel like Holy Spirit says so. But I, the other day I had two guys come into my office and, hey, boss, uh, man, we're both really sick. And I posted this video on my Facebook. Um, uh, I've, you know, I've had a few, they both had like fevers and one of them had earache. Um, and he just was telling me how he just like wished his ears would just pop because mm-hmm. he had a double ear infection and he had gone to the hospital the day before and he was really struggling to get through work. And, um, and the Holy Spirit just told me, Hey, giants are, giants are still getting slayed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Love this. and, uh, and so I, I, you know, I got all pumped up and I knew the Lord was going to move. So I said, can I pray for you? And they're like, yeah. I said, both of you. And I said, okay. And so I just, I just released it. I said, God, I thank you right now that all of heaven is invading my brother's body immediately in Jesus name. God, I thank you that the fever is breaking right now in Jesus name. Lord, I thank you for, for his ears just being flushed out or however it went, you know, and, and it was so funny because his ear had popped that the very thing he was asking for, God, I wish my ear would just, you know, explode. It popped and just started, the fluid started running down the side of his, the, the, out of his ear, down the, down the oh side my. of his face. And he was looking at me like, man, are you kidding me right now? And I was <laughs> like, not me, bro. Jesus. <laughs> I love that. Thoughts on that. And then I have some insights. I think that God has given me that I want to share. Yeah. No, I just, uh, I love it to hear the little stories. And, well, I do too. Uh, it just encourages us, encourages all to uh, continue to step into that yes. and uh, continue to hear the Holy Spirit and to move forward as he says to pray. Cause it's yeah. not the enemy. He's not going to say anything. He's going to try to discourage you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, stop us from moving forward in the Lord, and uh, and to pray for others, and so. But to see the fruit of the prayers, uh, just uh, just continue to do it, Casey. And uh, there's a couple of other stories I think you. Yes, can tell. yes, yes. Before we do, I wanted to just share something with my our listening friends. You know, my, my wife is excellent at this, and sometimes she'll sense a person that's down or something like that, and she she'll just walk up to him and say, "May I pray for you?" And uh, She's surprised about the near 100% approval rate that they give. You know, uh, it's amazing. And my friend, I think that God will give you a very favorable approval rate if your heart is right. But one of the things I noticed about you, that this is God's style. You're in the natural you're a car detailer. A detailer is a person that finds the little things that need adjustment so you that, that make them marketable. And Paul was a tent maker, and so what he did is he built tents or uh, dwelling places uh, for people to indwell. And he, in the spiritual, he was creating that the body for the Holy Spirit indwelling as well. So one, sometimes God uses the natural things in our life, and he takes Absolutely. it several other steps further. And, and uh, I see him having 
having you, Casey, as a, literally as a detailer looking in uh, a, a person and saying, there are some tweaks that you need, you know you want to make, and uh, I know the guy who can make those things. So in, in a very real sense, she's taken the natural skill set, and he's made it a supernatural skill set. And the question I ask you, my listening friend, what do you enjoy doing in the natural, and what are some of the positive spiritual implications for that? Watch out, because God wants to do that. You want to speak into that very briefly? Yeah, just just don't be afraid, and and we have to take risks, you know. And that's the fun part about listening to the Holy Ghost because He wants to send you on a, on a wild goose chase. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, but but there's but there's always the the His treasure at the end oh, because he's, it. It's not yeah. for some you know silly reason. There's there's always purpose behind it, and it's and it will amaze and fascinate you if you just take out or, or take that that step of faith. I love it. Pastor Frank Harper, any thoughts as well or any other thoughts for Casey? No, I'll, well, basically, um, I don't know when you want to pray, but uh, is, do we want him to have him pray for... Well, here's what we're going to do, because this is going to set the stage for the next... Uh, 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 segment, Casey Knuffman. Right. What we're going to do with you right now is I'm going to ask you, I want you to be, just to be listening to the Holy Spirit, and there may be somebody who has a, a malady or a problem. It could be physical, it could be psychological or whatever. I want you to have the freedom to speak into this, and the person may be driving in their car or listening uh, at home or whatever. If you want to listen to the Holy Spirit and have Him through you declare healing or uh, a word of comfort, uh, we give you that free freedom. Casey, uh, any sense? Yeah, I just saw somebody with a, a, a wrist brace uh, grabbing the wheel. I just saw a vision of a, of a, of a, of a wrist brace or, or a, one of those those things that the doctor gives you, yeah. um, a brace to put on your wrist and it like hooks around the thumb. Mm-hmm. I even saw that. I feel like it's black. Um, so if that's you um, and you have, I feel like it's a torn ligament in your in your wrist and and uh you know it doesn't matter what it is so if the word's off who cares jesus is going to heal it but to you with the broken wrist um mm, and i feel like there's also some like some manic uh depression and panic in your life um um whoever this is uh so right now god i just thank you I thank you, Lord, as this person is driving with their hand on the wheel, Lord, that it is your hand coming up over the top of theirs, Lord. And, and, yeah. and not only are yes. you taking the wheel of their life, Lord, but, but your uh-huh. hand is, is literally touching theirs right now, right. Lord. And we just release healing right, right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for brand new ligaments and brand new bones, release. Lord, brand new tendons, Lord, everything brand new in that wrist right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Fire, Lord. God, I just break every chain of that manic depression right now in the victorious and undefeated name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that the Father's love is being poured out all over this person's head right now. Lord, I thank you that 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 the heaven's cup is just overflowing over this gentleman right here. Lord, I thank you that all fear is being broken off right now in Jesus' name. Yes. Lord, all, all pride and all lust is being broken off in Jesus' name. Everything, God. Yes, yes. One of the senses I get, I'm going to have you take the, the, the lead on this, KC, and you can intervene if you want, Pastor Frank. We've got a minute or two, a minute or two left in this segment. The, the, the phrase that you used, depression or manic depression, I, I sense that there are a lot of people that are listening that are going, I'm depressed. I don't even know why. I mean, I look around. I know God's intervening in my life, but I have a level of depression right now, and I don't know how to deal with that. Casey, would you speak to that and uh, pray uh, into God's just encouraging them to look past their present into God's future for them? Casey, would you do that? We have about a minute left in this segment. Yeah, well, we have to see that, that every person that encountered Jesus got healed. 
or they got touched, they got delivered, they got set free, whatever it was, whatever they came to him for, they got. So if you're, if your heart is in the position to Jesus, I need this from you. He wants to move. And, uh, and I believe he'll do it right now. And you do have hope. He does love you. He created this whole world for you. And, uh, uh, that's it. That's the bottom line. Yes. End of story. So C- Casey Knuffman, I want you to proclaim that into their listening ears right now. Yeah. So Lord, we just speak life. Lord, we speak fearlessness. God, we we speak bravery, Lord, and and we just release heaven's hope right now in Jesus' name. Lord, just just fearless hope uh, and bravery to step into a new season of life and love over these listeners right now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, My friend, it's time for a commercial break, but here's here's what I want you to buckle up and be ready for this. We're going to talk in this last segment of this first hour about how God wants to uh, use prophecy not only to you, but through you to other people. And sometimes it's kind of gutsy to step out there. I, I, you know, like for example, I said I sense that there were people listening that are really tied to the depression thing that needed to be released. So I spoke that out and I used Casey who, 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 who is the guy in the batter's box right now. And so Pastor Frank and I <laughs> are, are, are... Casey uh, up to bat. Oh, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. I love that. <laughs> but we're we're going to talk the next segment about how to deal with the prophetic. If God stirs something in you, he wants you to share with other people. What does that look like? And what does that sound like as Pastor Frank and Casey and I come right back? More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we're back. I'm with Pastor Frank Harper, North County, a guy who likes to meander around and bless other people in his meanderings. And, and he, you, you'll see him other places besides North County, but that's his home, I guess you could say that, wouldn't you, Frank? Yeah, it's a home now, yes. <laughs> I like that. We lived up there. And Casey Knuffman, uh, we're talking a little bit about uh, how to get out of your prison, and he's had some natural experience on, on how God wants to release him from prison and has done so, and he wants to release you as well. But you know, there's a scripture, we talked a little bit about the Apostle Paul as a tent builder. There's a scripture that he wrote in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. It says that I has not seen, neither ear heard the things that God has in store for those who love him. And as you love the Lord, I can tell you, based on God's promise through this scripture and others, that your eyes have not even seen or your ears heard or even has it even entered into your imagination the things that God wants to do not only to you, but through you to impact other people's lives. One of the ways he communicates that is through something called prophecy. And I appreciate Casey, I said, what are some topics that you feel comfortable with? And he goes, healing and prophecy. I said, okay, Casey, (laughs) what we're going to do in the last segment, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the prophetic mantle. And don't be afraid. This is not a scary thing. This is simply the love language that God will speak to you. And he wants to have you extend that love language to other people. So prophecy is oftentimes how he does that. And Frank, you want to elaborate on that? And then we'll Well, lay lay it off. uh, Again, the the love that flows through this man, this young man is very good. And that's what the Lord is trying to do when he speaks. It gives him a a nudge to say, here's something I see that you could help this person with. You want to tell him how much I love him. Because this is something that uh, you could deal with because it's something that that person will uh, react to and and that shows the love of God. 
Casey, so here's a two-part question. Number one, how does this impact you when God gives you something that he wants you to share outward? But how should another person who's just seeking the Lord, uh, how, how, how do they get to a point where they're actually hearing and obeying and speaking that God's word that God has given them to other people. First of all, from your perspective, and then I want you to take what you've learned and I want you to speak it out to other people so they can begin using that same uh, understanding of how God communicates via prophecy to them and through them. Yeah, so okay. so in the, in the in the prophetic, you know, that's just a, a word from the Lord, whether it's a word of knowledge, so, so something that, that God speaks to you that you just all of a sudden know about, you know, the person you're ministering to. And then it, it can be a future word, you yes. know, um, of, of, you know, he'll, you might highlight some things about them and then what he's going to do, um, for them. What I noticed, um, is that, you know, when I started, when I started hearing things, it was, it, it was scary, but I did take a, a leap of faith out there. And, and I just started asking people when I felt something stirring in my heart, Hey, um, you know, did, I'm sorry. It, of course, I'd already be in the ministry setting, so we'd already be talking. You yes. know, but but um, um, hey, brother, did you did you deal with a lot of abuse growing up? You know, and I felt like the Lord would just give me that download. Um, I think that the Lord wants to see where our hearts are at. I, I if if you're not going to use it, you know, and it's not your heart to care and to love on others. I don't think you're just going to be walking around prophesying over everybody. Well, some people do, and that's a big mistake, and it, it gives prophecy and listening to God a bad name. Con- consistently and truly from the Lord. Yes. So I believe that, you know, for me, the more I pour out into others in, in, in my secret place, the more he pours through me in, in public. public places. Right. Ooh, say that again. How, how yeah. remarkable. Uh, the... the, the uh, the secret Sorry. place. The secret place is the springboard into the public place. Right, right. The more you 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 pour out onto others uh, in the secret place, the more he'll pour through you in the public. Ooh. So, um, you know, you, it, there's a strong link between intercession and, and the prophetic. Oh, I like if, it. If you're not, you know, interceding and, and wanting to see a shift on the behalf right. of others' yeah. lives uh, in the secret, and that's not truly your heart behind closed doors, then then. Um, you know, chances are you you won't see that consistently in a public place. Yes, I appreciate that. I, I had an instance uh, today, this morning, uh, that God gave me a, a put a person on my heart. And before I played tennis on on Saturday mornings, before I went on the tennis courts, I said I need to drop a, a line to this person and say uh, I'm not sure exactly why, but God had you on my heart, and I want you to know that you're that you're covered in prayer. I, I I don't know whether that impacted the person or not, but I was just obedient to that. Yeah. And we'll see where it goes. Frank, any insights as you uh, lay it on Casey to give some more insights as well? Uh, yeah, Pastor well, Frank. it's the idea that God is still continuing to look for people to stand in the gap for somebody Ooh. else. Mm-hmm. And as you stand in that gap, if you're in that position of vulnerability and it's a small place, it's a narrow place. It's just like he said, in the quiet time, as you, the Lord might speak to you and give you a somebody that he know that you know and and he's telling you to pray for them because you're gonna and then when you see them then you can input into them because of the love that you've already spent giving to them in the spirit i like the spirit and what what it would be fair to say in the case you can jump on into sometimes he starts with the with the familiar in other words a person that you know where you can go Mm -hmm. you know something you and i've been friends for some time i sense this is there any truth to that and all of a sudden when you start scoring on that you go wait a minute god's actually talking to me then there's a point where he says step out and you're walking in balboa park or you're in the grocery store or you're in at the the beach (laughs) or some other environment and god will say the same thing and you go i don't even know that 
person and the Lord whispers in your ear, he goes, those are fun. But I do. (laughs) Speak to that, Casey. Hey, yeah, man, I've had some some wild words of of knowledge for people. Um, And and my wife can can attest to this. Hi, baby. Um, (laughs) We uh, I've been driving in the car before, you know, and and, and so here's what I want to encourage. If you get somebody impressed on your heart, it's it's definitely not for no reason. If it just randomly comes to you. Um, you know, just start asking, start pressing into prayer. What, you know, if you pray in tongues, pray in tongues and, and, and intentionally towards that person. If you just, you know, pray in your heart, Lord, and just start pressing in, God, why, why have you highlighted this person to me? And just press in. And, and sometimes you got to be like, I'm not leaving until I know. And he'll show you a vision or something. I've, I've called people on the phone. We're driving in the car um, and been like, Hey, bro, did, did you uh, like, blow out your eardrum today or, 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 or sprain your ankle or, or whatever. And I, I'm not afraid to take that chance and, yes. and, and to step out and ask. Um, sometimes he tells me people's family members names, oh you my. know, we were at a rehab. I was up there with, uh, Eric, uh, and, and Michael Tucker and Jason Owens. And, and I'll never forget this word because they had, the whole place had busted out in heal, healings and miracles, and, and it was just crazy. A, a, a broke down rehab, and, and God was just going crazy at it, right? And and everybody there got healed and touched. And and there was one guy in the back, and the Lord told me, that's the only guy here that's doubting. And so I started fishing through the crowd, trying to make my way to him. And and I I just knew I had to go, right? Yes. So, um, and obedience is a big part as well. So I was obedient because I knew I had, you know, that, that the Lord had said, go. So I went, I didn't have anything to say, but once I got up to him, I said, Hey brother. And it doesn't come until I had started oh, that's good. releasing, that's right? Until right? I said, okay, Lord. And I partnered with what he wanted to do. And I opened my mouth with only this. This is all I had on my mind. I said, brother, the Lord just shared with me that you're the only person here doubting. And once I released that and I was obedient to that, then this is what came. I said, um, but he also shared with me that your mother's name's Maria you have a, a a brother named Jose and and a brother named Jesus that died one month ago from a drug overdose. Oh my! And you're here at this rehab trying to uh, redeem your mom or redeem your brother and make your mother proud and 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 try to figure out uh, if God is real. Am I right? And the dude just ah, started oh crying, you know, bawling oh his eyes out. And only so, God can give you the specifics like that. That's yeah. rem- remarkable. Yeah. And here, here's something I want to interject in that. And then, Frank, I'm going to have you give a word, and then we're going to close this segment. Uh, a quick word to Casey, and then I, we'll have Casey end this, uh, this first hour. But here's the thing, my friend. If God gives you something, it may not be for public broadcast. If he gives you something about somebody, that does not give you the freedom to to proclaim this and put a person in an embarrassing position. As you did, Casey, you went to this person. I mean, this is a public meeting. You could have said from the stage, I think this is automatically you've, you've, Disoriented that yeah, person and dislodged you, him. You, you, yeah. And so what? What the loving, compassionate way is to go to that person one to one and communicate that, and all of a sudden God gave you the freedom to say that and gave him that freedom to communicate back to you. So don't think that you have to go out and make this a public spectacle. In fact, probably the other way around, unless God is very specific about this. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. I think the other thing is too, the other thought about this too is, you know, that Casey is a wonderful young man and uh, he's not necessarily a prophet, but he's using the Lord is using him yes. as in the prophetic. Yes, yes, yes. So just because we can prophesy doesn't mean us that we're prophets. That, right. that, that, and, well uh, said, Pastor Frank. That's a really, uh, we've got about sixty seconds or less, so I'm going to have you proclaim to our listeners to be 
willing to hear Holy Spirit, and if Holy Spirit says something to be uh, encourage them about somebody else, move on it and, and, and watch and see what Holy Spirit does. So Casey Knufman, uh, as we close this segment, I'm going to have you declare that. Uh, and by the way, my friends, it was great to have Pastor Frank Harper and Casey Knufman. Good to have you on this hour. It goes quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Okay, <laughs> it sure does. Okay, lay it on us, Casey. Yeah, guys, so just... Uh, just be brave. Be brave. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Get your daily dose. Always uh, uh, keep your heart in a state of revival and, and and on fire. Don't don't stop fanning your flame. Be obedient to the Lord. And uh, I just want to you know de- declare and, and, and decree um, the heart of a lion over the listeners right now. Yeah, and and, and uh, just uh, radical obedience to the Lord. Um, he's a holy and righteous God, and He is worthy of praise. And he, he's worthy of all honor and glory. And so it's uh, it's if you want to hear from him, be submissive, stay obedient and, and, and keep your your fan or keep your your fire uh, fanned. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Casey Knufman, thank you for joining us and thank you for giving us insight. And thank you for co-hosting with me, pa- Pastor Frank Harper, North my County pleasure. and Beyond. Oh, my friends, my, my, my friends, uh, this was a wonderful first hour and it sets the stage for what we're going to talk about in the second hour. We'll have a person coming in who's uh, uh, an author and, and a guy who really has a heart for the young people and their parents. We're going to get some insights on what God is doing in the middle school-aged students and beyond. So, Casey, thank you for joining us. And Pastor Frank Harper, uh, anytime you have some other people or some things that God has on your heart, I give you freedom as one of my favorite co-hosts to join <laughs> us in this. My listening friend, I'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego. K-Praise. I'll tell the world Come Together San Diego with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Well, welcome back to this uh, second hour of Come Together San Diego. I want you to meet uh, an author who is a uh, frequent guest and someone who is really a, a person who has his hand on the pulse, particularly to those youngsters in the middle school age. Uh, that are going to school and in a, oftentimes in a public school or a private school. It's just basically the age group that he writes for, and uh, he, he is engaging them and their parents. I want you to meet the uh, uh, the author of The Britfield and the Lost Crown. Uh, his name is C.R. Stewart, also goes by Chad, and uh, we like to dip in periodically. He's, we've had him on the show a number of times about this book and the vision that he has to communicate what I would say Judeo-Christian values in his writings, but he doesn't proselytize them. He shows them in his character's life and lifestyle, but he has an opportunity to go around to middle school kids and their parents and see what's going on. Hey, Chad, how you doing? Cass, thank you for having me back. I'm doing great. Uh, I I love it. And I've been tracking you, and all of a sudden, you know, you're doing a fall tour now, and so you're having a chance to interact with youngsters and their parents around the country, uh, and you have some insights to share. So why don't you kind of give a very brief overview of the vision he's called you to as an author, but also a speaker, and then we'll dive into some of the specifics. Uh, C.R. Stewart or Chad? 
Sure. Yeah. You, uh, Chad is fine. Yeah. Yeah. We launched our uh, our fall tour since the launch of uh, Britfield Lost Crown this year. We've uh, we've been to uh, 98 schools in 12 states and have impacted over 10,000 students. Um, I kind of looked back on that today and I'm like, wow. wow. I've traveled um, just in the fall tour. I've traveled almost 5,000 uh, miles. I'm now in. Uh, Dallas, uh, Texas, and we've got seven schools next week. So uh, we're coming in as, as an award-winning author for Britfield Lost Crown, which is which is fun and, and great. And uh, but really, the presentations are about uh, creativity and storytelling. And uh, the, the, what's, what I like about it is it's, it, they're very authentic and uh, it's very interactive. Uh, usually, the uh, classroom, not classroom, but the uh, auditorium or the assembly is about 150, 200 children, if you can imagine. And I'm with them for almost an hour and they're, uh, they're engaged for that hour and it's interactive throughout. So they're not kind of just sitting there listening to me. Uh, we have four videos. Uh, we have a, a fun PowerPoint with all kinds of great pictures. And we're really just talking about, about creativity, the importance of creativity that they're all uh, created with creativity. It's a, it's kind of God's divine gift uh, to them, it makes them unique and it makes them as uh, individuals um, and it helps them to sort of attack problems and brainstorm. So it's it's been wonderful. It's been a great um, experience. I was just in uh, Oklahoma City yesterday, if you could imagine. And uh, it was just it was amazing. The feedback from teachers has been great. Uh, parents sometimes attend and uh, the children have just been been stunning. I mean, they've just been amazing. And usually we'll do we'll do Q&A for like 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, again, I, I finally have to stop. And there's usually about, you know, 15, 20, 30 hands still up. Oh, my, my. And uh, I, I just I just keep them engaged. I mean, it's a real blessing. Yes. And I've awfully <laughs> I've, I've obviously refined the technique. Yes, yes, yes. But but if you can imagine, you know, 10 to 12 year olds sitting there, you know, for an hour and keeping them really engaged. I tell them stories and I uh, share about my experience and Britfield and our journey and our, our seven book series sure. and the movies and the films kind of kick it off with that. And I talk about creativity, but when I talk about creativity, I give them real life experiences. I talk about Pixar, you know, everybody loves toy story. And, and then I, I talk to them and I say, um, how many people do you think were interested in Pixar, you know, 15, 20 years ago? And I play this kind of game, if you will. And I go, let's go back in history. And two gentlemen were graduating from the university with these degrees in science and technology. And they loved animated films. And they thought if they could actually use the computer to generate, you know, uh, animated films, they'd change the entire uh, film industry, you know, and, uh, and no one was interested. And it took them 10 years, you know, from concept to reality before they launched their first film. And that was Toy Story. And so I give them, I, I really grounded. I, I tell them, you know, I kick everything off and I say that, um, you know, we all have ideas. You know, we have, we have, sometimes we have simple ideas and great ideas. And maybe it's a, maybe it's something, a sport you want to go to for next uh, semester. Maybe it's a career that you want to eventually pursue or a passion that you want to pursue or, or an idea that you have. And I say, sometimes you might have the right idea. It's just not the right timing. Ooh, that's so and true. And I repeat it. Yeah, I say sometimes you have the right idea, but not the right timing. And then I, I talk about how I had an idea 10 years ago when I was in Boston for Britfield Lost Crown, and it's taken me 10 years just to finally get here and launch book one. Yes. And then I talk about and then I talk about Pixar. I talk about Star Wars and George Lucas in 19, early 1970s, and nobody in Hollywood, and I mean no one in Hollywood, was interested in Star Wars. Total rejection. And then I say, you know, here we are almost 45 years later. And what's happening this Christmas? You know, uh, the legacy continues. The I legacy say, continues. I say, I, I, yeah, I say, I say, uh, 
I say everyone in the industry before Star Wars was launched, the first movie, 1977, everyone was laughing, kind of snickering and saying that George Lucas, this film's going to bomb. His career's over. I told him, I told George, no one's interested in these space adventures. And then I say, Star Wars, the original movie, is the second highest grossing domestic film in cinematic history still. Yes, and the yes. entire franchise is done between 50 and $100 billion. Wow, wow, and wow. So, I hit them with stuff that, like, of course they love Star Wars or they know it or they like Pixar. I talk about the blind side, mm-hmm. you know, the film script that yes. nobody in Hollywood wanted. Hey, it's too simple. Nobody cares about family movies like that. And, uh, and, then I, and I say they, they persevered. A couple of years later, finally someone picked up, you know, and, and decided to make, you know, um, the blind side into a movie. And they made it for about $30 million. And, um, and thank you, today, Sandra Bullock, for playing that yeah. part. Yeah, as of today, you know, the movie has done over $500 million worldwide, and it's one of the most successful family-based movies in cinematic history. Yes, yes. We launched Sandra Bullock's career, and she won an Oscar for the role. Chad? And so, yeah. Uh, what I would like to do here is, uh, one of the things that you've been able to do, and my, my listening friend, I hope you can identify with this, um, Chad Stewart is a born-again believer, but he doesn't feel like he's restrained. He doesn't have to necessarily pulpit pound he uses lifestyle evangelism, and you will see this in his books. His books don't have any scripture references to my understanding, but they are uh, they do have moral values. And he, he's not necessarily compelled to pound a pulpit for you, but he is compelled to show forth wholesome values and let that do the preaching and teaching. Uh, Chad, when we come back, we want to talk a little bit more about what you've discovered in the middle a the middle school youth. And, you know, a lot of times when we hear what's going on in the schools, we go, oh, is there any hope? But I I want you to be a communicator about what you're seeing, but also uh, the heart of kids and not only uh, uh, embracing creativity, but uh, embracing uh, moral values. And you can be instilling that in what you write. My listening friend, you can be instilling that in your life and lifestyle as well. So Chad Stewart, the author of the Britfield uh, and the Lost Crown series, uh, great author and a, a touring speaker as well. We're going to talk more about the middle-aged students and their parents when Chad and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I am thrilled to have co-host Chad Stewart, a.k.a. C.R. Stewart, the author of Britfield and the Lost Crown, and a series of books, and I think he's... Uh, uh, in, the, in the midst of the second one as well. But Chad, one of the things that uh, during the commercial break uh, I was talking about with my producer, Neil Fraser, he said, this man reminds me of a guy who many of you, my listening friends, will recognize. The guy's name is uh, Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. This guy was a pastor that he retired. He realized that his calling was different from being in the pastorate as he had faithfully mm. dealt with. And he went out into the public in a different way and you know you know uh, PBS uh, took a chance on him and what a remarkable 
long-term career he had uh, as Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers neighborhood. And one of the things, uh, uh, Chad, is we have to understand as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, sometimes he's going to have us go in a slightly different way than being a pulpit founder. I mean, there are people called to, to communicate by Scripture and things like that, and others are called to be a lifestyle evangelist. And I would say that is really more uh, whom God has called you to be in this. But one of the things that you can do that, uh, you know, a minister may not even be allowed into a school environment, but because of who yeah. you are and the writings that you do, you are uh, uh, invited with open arms and you can illustrate uh, God's uh, lifestyle uh, by what you write and what you say as you do your tours. Would you speak a little bit about this before you do? Would you give a website and then launch into the question? Yes, sure. Absolutely. Um, check out our, our website. It's uh, Britfield. It's B-R-I-T-F-I-E-L-D. Britfield.com. It'll blow your mind. It's an extraordinary website. 400 pictures of Britain, uh, interactive maps and 100 pages of information. And just as a side note, I mean, it's we're finding just that, that moms really, really embrace uh, Britfield, not only as, a, as readers, which is very cool, uh, but for the for the children, because it's like there's so few books out there, not only not only that are kind of based in reality, because Britfield takes place in present time. It's based in reality, but it's really based on biblical principles. If someone were asking us the theme of Britfield, that says about family, friendship, loyalty, and courage, and we're having children that are just excited to read again. And uh, like I've said before, we've had 12 year olds that have read it in five hours and it's a 384 page book, but this has been beaten as of last week. We had a child at one of the schools. She felt challenged and she, um, she did, she read the entire book of Britfield in two hours and 41 minutes. And I was in Kansas city, uh, back to back schools on Thursday. We did about, we sold about 90 or a hundred books, just amazing. And I'm sitting there at the table when I'm signing them and I'm always very personal. I always write a nice little note in there to them. I talk to them and you know, what's your favorite subject at school or, um, you know, what do you think of the presentation? I just have fun, you know, fun with them. But I just, you're just looking at the line and you're looking at the enthusiasm and you're looking at the excitement with these children that want to read and they're reading a good book. It's a wholesome book. And it's, it's an educational book. And it's, and it's what I love about it is it's like, you know, Tom and Sarah, who are orphans. And I heard your commercial there, um, Orphans for Food. And I thought, gosh, that was timely. But, uh, uh, you know, Tom and Sarah are faced with all these, these obstacles. And they have to overcome some of their, their fears. And it's all in present time. And they don't wave a wand or say a spell. Right. They have to think about it. They yes. communicate, they collaborate. And then it's all these wonderful people along the way that help them, you know, these random acts of kindness. And it's just this, this powerful, powerful story. And I was listening to one, one of the children that was really cute. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he goes, I, I was trying to like get to a point that I could stop reading Brickfield, but, it, but there were none. It's like every part of it was great. And uh-huh. um, so it's just been really, it's been really fun. But if you were to ask me 10 years ago, I'd be traveling around the United States. Like I said, we've been to 12 states so far, uh, over 10,000 students. I would say you're crazy. You know, like, what are you talking about? I mean, I don't have kids. I'm not married. I, I don't know anything about children's books. I mean, this is a, this is a total God thing. Oh, the my. book is a God thing. It's, it's, and again, too, it's just like it's, it's a mainstream book based on biblical principles. Oh, you you know? And that's that. how we're getting in. Yeah, that's how we're getting into these public schools. I remember we had one school. Uh, in San Diego, and um, they said, "This isn't a Christian book, is it?" And, we're, and then you know, people that are booking my tours said, "No, no." And they're like, "Oh, okay, great. Yeah, we'd love to have it." <laughs> <laughs> so like, I need to tell you know, a story on you, Chad. I need to tell a story on you. My wife yeah. and I sometimes we go out and, and we eat lunch, uh, and I think it was on a 
Sunday afternoon, and uh, she and I are in this wet restaurant. I think it's in uh, was in uh, Carlsbad or Encinitas or something like that, and we're just enjoying ourselves. And this family uh, of f- four people, the mom, the dad, and then like a 12 to 13-year-old young man and you know a younger uh, sister <clears throat> they mosey into the restaurant and they sit down right in front of our view and i see this 13 year old boy grab his book uh, and, and he begins reading it and i look at the book title it's britfield and the lost crown i'm going we, uh, we just it. we just had chad on the on the radio probably a week or so ago and this young uh, person is pulling out his book and you know he's in the middle of a restaurant environment and he's reading his uh, book intently and his parents have to go pay attention it's time to order your food and i looked over <laughs> and i said what, what what a remarkable uh situation so uh, i immediately called uh chad on the phone and said guess where i am i'm in some uh unknown restaurant and I'm we're sitting here eating and this young man is opening his, his you know his 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 Britfield and the Lost Crown book and he is studying it through and so I had a chance to interview the, talk to the kid and he was just so engrossed with this and his mom was going I can't believe this he's re, he reads this at all times you know he's he's cutting through this uh, very quickly. And so there's a way, my listening friend, to captivate young people. And you don't necessarily, in, in order to sh- share moral values, you don't have to say, and the scripture and verse of this is, no, it's life and lifestyle yeah. stuff. So yeah. uh, I, I, I know you were pleased when I gave you a call and told you what I had just oh, experienced. Classic. <laughs> classic. Yeah, so so sp- speak to this a little bit more about uh, how you can instill uh, godly values in things, because my listening friends may have have other skill sets that they say i don't know where there's a really scripture to support this but i know it's a godly thing so i want you to speak as a creative person to other creative people sure. that, that that they may be realizing that their creative skill set may not be tied to a scripture and verse but is uh, lifestyle evangelism speak to this because there are a lot of people that would appreciate what you have to say chad stewart Sure, sure. And I, I definitely would say it's like it's walking the walk and not necessarily talking the talk. It's living it. You know, it's living that life. It's like the children see when I when I come in front of them that I'm sincere because children at that age, too, it, it, they're wonderful and uh, and they know it. They, they can tell someone's just trying to sell them something or if they're really sincere and they care and they're honest and, and I care and they, and they and they see that. And, um, you know, I'm answering their questions and I'm like, oh, that's a great answer. And I'm supporting them. And, and uh, we can kind of come back to what I'm seeing in schools. But um, but no, we're, we're all creative. And whether you think it or not, whether you feel that you're creative or not, uh, you are. And creati- creativity is one of those things that can lay dormant until uh, you have that opportunity to express it. And you can, you can learn creativity at any time. And I don't care how old you are, how young you are, or how old you are. It's really God's gift to all of us. And it's really what's been crushed in schools. It's, when, it's what's been pushed out. We're in a creativity crisis. I would say a creativity epidemic in the United States. And yet creativity is the number one most important skill set of the future. And um, it was interesting that uh, LinkedIn uh, come out like I think last month uh, had an article that said creativity was the number one most desired skill set across all their demographics in their in their HR area. Number one was creativity. World Economic Forum says that creativity will be one of three of the most important skills. Uh, by 2020, wouldn't you and say so, that? I wouldn't mean, you say all, that cre- creativity yeah. overlays every discipline that you that you could have? Yeah, oh, uh, I have a, our, our producer is a mathematician, and uh, yeah, he you know he he uses his math skills that uh, amaze me. He goes, "Do you realize that there's uh, 253 days 
14 hours and seven minutes and three seconds until this function happens. <laughs> and I go, where did you, in the world did you get that? But he's using creativity oh, yeah. and he commanded attention. <clears throat> my listening friend, here's the deal I, with you. Let, let me just present this to yeah. my, our listening friends. Whatever it is that you have, there's a creative way that you can use this to command God's yeah. attention to people's lives. Uh, C.R. Stewart or Chad Stewart has seen this in the writing and the proclamation of the Britfield and the Lost Crown series. But whatever it is for you, who knows? But let God use it and use his spirit through you. Okay, Chad, lay it on us. Yeah, no, and I'll say I'll say the things about creativity is is that it's 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 just wonderful to do something creative at least you know if you can you know uh, once a day or on the weekend or at least once or twice a week um, something that's fun pursue a you know pursue something that, that you you did as a child or, or or perhaps it was a goal or college goal that you wanted. Uh, but just didn't because you were steered away from it and, and you had to get into mathematics or engineering or accounting. Meanwhile, accounting, 99, 95% of all accounting jobs will be replaced in the next three to five years because of AI. Isn't that wonderful? But anyway, um, but it, I mean, it, yeah, and it's like just because you want to play a musical instrument doesn't mean you're going to be a musician. It's okay. Or or you, you like writing short stories. That's fantastic. doesn't mean you're going to be a novelist. You know, but it's the skill set. It's what creativity does. It helps with depression. It helps with stress. It helps fire the synapses in your brain. It actually helps your brain develop. Um, uh, we know that, mu- that, that music is a huge uh, thing with, with creativity. And many, many, um, um, in fact, I think it's actually Apple and Google. They actually look for uh, backgrounds in music. They don't ask for it on the application, but they, they have figured that if you played at least one instrument and can read music, it makes you a better leader. Makes you better at brainstorming. Makes you a better manager. Makes you handle crises better. Just from that. Just from that. Because it's because anything. Anytime you're engaged in a creativity activity, it expands the brain. It uses all your brain. They say we use only ten percent of your brain. That's 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 nonsense. That's a fable. We use all of our brain when we're thinking the whole thing is moving. Sometimes it's more in one area and other areas, but the whole thing is functioning. So creativity is so yes. important. It gives you purpose. Yes, it gives yes, you yes. life excitement. It gives <laughs> you purpose. all those things. Yeah. Chad, we're going to talk about this in, in greater detail and we've got uh, half uh, of this hour uh, behind us and half of this hour before us, you made a comment about AI as an artificial intelligence. And while this is really wonderful, and a lot of times we can just kick back and we don't have to do much creativity ourselves, we can let somebody else's creativity motivate us forward. But the truth of the matter is God wants us to use our creativity. And sometimes uh, AI or artificial intelligence can be postured in a place that takes away uh, young people's creativity. We're going to talk about that from a behind the scenes perspective, because I know you've done a lot of research on this and you've seen it uh, as a threat to creativity for young people and even parents as well. Would you mind if we talk about this in the next segment and beyond, Chad Stewart? Sure, perfect. My my listening friend, I hope, I I knew I was going to talk with Chad about his, you know, his his wonderful book, the Britfield and the Lost Crown series, but I also wanted to delve into things that he has learned as a result of this tour and talking with young people. And he has identified a threat uh, to Society by depending too much on artificial intelligence and not spirit-driven intelligence. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and what God wants to do to curtail that when Chad and I come right back. 
You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Joel Lieberman from Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation. Lord, we just do lift up the entire region of San Diego from Vista to Chula Vista. Lord, it says in the Psalms, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We pray a spirit of unity over our city. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, amen. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I am back, and my uh, co-host for this hour, uh, Chad Stewart, uh, author of the Britfield and the Lost Crown series, and I are engaging in some uh, very helpful conversation as it relates to ministering the gospel. Sometimes it's uh, uh, using scripture, and sometimes it's simply doing lifestyle things. And, and Chad, I, uh, we closed the last segment talking about the blessing, but also danger behind uh, uh, artificial intelligence in the school environment for young people and beyond. This is something that you have uh, realized that can be abused or misused. Why don't you talk a little sure. bit about that and we'll dive into perhaps God's intention behind using it as a tool versus the enemy using it to take attention away from godliness and towards godlessness. So <clears throat> why don't you give sure. some insights from your perspective, Chad Stewart? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. There's this huge push, uh, as everyone knows, towards uh, AI and um, us as uh, uh, believers in scriptures and especially with Revelation, uh, we know where AI will lead to um, and, and the end goal of those that are pushing it. And um, so it's, it's really not a good thing and there's nothing good about it. Well, put, uh, put, put, put summarize this from your perspective. You say where it can, can go and where it can lead. Uh, def- define that from your perspective as a uh, uh, a a minister of uh, righteousness uh, in your writings and uh, life and lifestyle. Where's the, where are the dangers here, Chad? Yeah, there's there's a there's a push towards um, constant push towards technology. One is really the mark of the beast, and we know that that's coming, uh, whether we want it to, to to or not. They're basically trying to get all your information in one place um, to try to track everything. They do track everything, just so you know. Um, and that's really the end goal of it. It's, it's who, who really controls AI? Who controls that computer? I don't, I don't want to go too deep for the no. show. <laughs> Understand. But, but, there is, but, but, but this but is something thing, you, the, you the, have to be aware yeah, of is, this. Yeah, that is the end goal. And so don't get all caught up with it or think it's an exciting thing or a great thing. It's not. There's, there's really not much good in it. Now, of course, the computer's very handy. The iPhone is an amazing machine, but it also tracks you. It makes you addicted. We have we have kids that are that are spending six to eight hours a day on media, uh, and it's destroying their brain. It's destroying their creativity. Um, things such as Twitter. You know, the whole thing is designed to make you think stupidly. You know, we're, we're, we're dumbing down our. I mean, absolutely, we're dumbing down our entire population, um, and they're using the computer. They're using social media. Social media is a joke. You know, my opinion is a joke. It doesn't mean anything. I'm not saying you can't use certain things and, and connect with certain people, but you shouldn't be spending a lot of time on it. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't have your phone, you know, by your bed. It, it radiates uh, radiation. Uh, you shouldn't have your, if, for women, if, you know, you sh- if, you're, if you're sitting on your, or laying on your um, bed, you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't have your um, laptop or your um, uh, iPad 
on your body or on your stomach because again it radiates and it's destroying it um, we know that phones cause cancer brain cancer by holding it to your head you should use the speaker i mean all these instruments while they seem on the surface great machines and great great things they're not the end goal and those that have designed them and that are behind them they're not so that's kind of a deep reality to it um you know but let's kind of come back to some fun things and creativity but i will say this too there's a push towards getting books um, um, you know, on the computer, they want to get rid of books. They want to get rid of libraries. You actually see libraries getting rid. I'm sorry. You actually see schools getting rid of libraries. That's the biggest, dumbest mistake that anyone can make. See, the thing is, is what happens if the book is no longer there and it's on the computer? What can you do with a computer? You can change it. Think about the Bible, right? Sure. And if your only access to the Bible now is on a laptop or a computer, they can take out verses. They can manipulate verses. My, my. But the other side of that, the other side of it, which I find is fascinating and interesting with children, is that they love reading books and they love the books. They love the print. They love the hardcover. They love the softcover. Through our whole tour, and we've actually sold, so far since we've launched Griffith, we've sold more books right now than 95% of all books will ever sell in the lifetime of that book. So God has really blessed this. I mean, Brickfield's more than a book. It's a movement. But um, the children don't like the ebook, and I, and I love that. They love the paperback. We're selling th um, hardcover three to one. They love the hardcover book, which, again, is counterintuitive. I thought they'd love the soft book because it's not so you know hard to hold and heavy. But um, the kids love the paperback, and I'm, I'm so excited about that, that they love holding it. They love you know reading it. Um, you know I'm signing it, so it kind of becomes personalized. I myself, I love getting signed books from authors and stuff. So. Um, so we're seeing, we're seeing that kind of, um, of movement, but it's, it's, it's dangerous. And I'm seeing schools that are adapting that and they're trying to go online with everything. And it's just, it's number one, it's just stupid. And number two, it's a huge mistake. My, my. Um, Let me ask you a question now. Yeah. You, you're not only dealing with the middle school age youngsters, but you're also dealing with their parents. What would you say to a parent that has a child or children in that uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 year old age group what word of encouragement, but what also what word of caution would you have to them as they're rearing their children? The Bible talks about train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they shall not depart from it. What word of wisdom can you give them as you tour the country and talk to middle uh, school age kids and their parents? Chad Stewart. Yeah, and uh, and it's great because we've had some great interaction with parents. They love the presentation. They get it. I, I mean, just the uh, vice principal that, that uh, was helping me in, in uh, Oklahoma City yesterday, and she was phenomenal. And she said to me, she goes, that's the best presentation I've seen in 20 years. And I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. Wow. I, I was just on. I guess I was on that morning. But um, um, it was just great. But they see it. They see the, the creativity. And like, just going back to that presentation real quick, it's like it's um, – that's why I was kind of giving you those examples. I'm not, I'm not giving these children flash over substance and saying, hey, you can be anything you want to be. I tell them flat out. I say most overnight successes take between one to two decades. <laughs> I want, that's a quotable quote. Lay that on I'm me again. Twelve year <laughs> Yeah, I said, I said most overnight successes take between one to two decades to, to, to complete. And uh, or to happen. And, and I'm, so I, I'm telling them that. I'm giving them the truth. I say excellence. I say things of great value take time and hard work. And I tell them flat out, I say, if you're going to do something, either do it well or don't bother doing it at all. Give it everything. You don't have to be first place. You don't have to be the best, but you need to be the best that you can give. I'm telling kids that. I'm telling hundreds and thousands of children this. These are what these presentations are about. 
hugely powerful and impactful. We're impacting. We're, we're making change happen right now. They always say become the change that you want to see. We're doing it, and we're doing it across the nation. We're already planning 2020. My goal is, is uh, by the end of next year, 40,000 schools. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 40 plus states. And over over forty to fifty thousand children that we would have impacted. Oh, remarkable! So, so this this is a huge movement. Uh, but what I would tell them is is uh, is number one. I mean, they're responsible until at age eighteen. They're responsible for their children. And and as a godly parent um, or family, you dictate. And um, at a certain ages, children just shouldn't have the, the phone. And if they're going to have a phone, just out of safety, it shouldn't be an iPhone. It should be just a typical little cell phone that they can call in case they get into trouble. That that should be set at a certain age group. That's up to you. But they don't need it. They don't need it at eight or ten or twelve. They don't need to be on there. The temptations are there. We know it's out there. We know what's happening with that whole thing and how that's growing. They shouldn't be on the computer very much. You know what I mean? Or, or limited an hour. You can't just, you know, it's not a, it's not a babysitter. You know, they need to get out and play. When's the last time kids had gone down to the park and play? I mean, that's how we grew up, right? Yes. Right, Kaz? I mean, we had our buddies, we'd hang out, we'd build forts, we'd play Frisbee football. We would have great, we'd be outside, we'd be moving. And it's what made us who we are today. I like that, this, Chad. This, this, yeah, you're seeing this Generation Z is what they call it. And it's unfortunate because it almost seems like it's at the end. Um, but just, I mean. Um, <laughs> That's a profound <laughs> statement that you just yeah, made there, Chad Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Test, test scores are, are dismal. Um, rankings are dismal. Creativity scores for the last 20 years have dropped uh, consistently for the last 20 years. Creativity, creativity scores. That is the single most important thing of the future. So it's interesting. It, shouldn't that be like uh, world-class news? You don't hear anything about it. But if you do, just do a, do a Google search on creativity, put creativity articles, and you will find some of the best, everything that I'm talking about, this is where I've gathered much of my information, everything that you, they're phenomenal, Harvard Business Review, Science, you know, Science Today, or um, Psychology Today, all the information is out there, but it's just scattered. It's scattered. You'll find a great article that was like from three years ago. You'll find another great article about how important creativity is, um, but it was five years ago. It's like wow. this, this tsunami. It's like this huge tidal wave that's, that's, that's gathered off the coast, and it will hit us yes. if we don't wake up. And so we're trying to do our part. You know what I mean? We all have yes. to catch in and do our part, and we're doing it. We're impacting no, the school. We, we're going to have yeah. to uh, tar- – sorry to interrupt there, Chad. We've, yeah. we've got a commercial break coming up here, but there's a word that you use that I want to spend the last segment talking about, the danger of being scattered. And one of the things that yeah. uh, tied to the computer so much, and I, I have to raise my hand and say yeah. I'm guilty of that. That as well. I spent a lot yeah, of time on yeah. Facebook. I spent a lot of time on the internet uh, because of my business, you know, communicator. I see what sure. other people are communicating on that, but it can be abused. And uh, so I have to raise my hand about that as well. My listening friend, we're going to talk more in the last segment, not only about the danger of being scattered, but how God wants us to be focused on Amen. him and how that can impact not only our lives as parents and adults, but it can also impact the lives of the youngsters uh, who are under our tutelage. So Chad Stewart and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And so glad to be back for this last portion of this two-hour broadcast of Come Together San Diego and thrilled to have my co-host and the author of the Britfield uh, and the Lost Crown series 
And, uh, you know, Chad Stewart has some great insights. And one of the things that we've discovered as we've talked through uh, the bulk of this hour so far is that God wants to use your skill set. And sometimes it may not be as a preacher, but it may be as a lifestyle evangelist. And that is one of the things that God has called Chad for. Chad, Chad, one of the things that we talked about in the last segment, I would like to use this as our closing statement. The danger of actually the use of computers and uh, artificial intelligence uh, can tend to scatter a person's thought process rather than to focus it. And God wants to have us focused. So you want to talk a little bit about that. And as you do, I want you to work in your website uh, information as well so people can find out more about Britfield and the Lost Crown series. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, and, I, and again, too, I'm, I'm thinking about it as we're as we're talking, and I'm thinking to myself. I mean, everything is about balance, though. You know yes. what I mean? And 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 uh, we all. I mean, the laptop's amazing. I mean, me, me as an author. I mean, are you kidding me? Like a typewriter? Yikes! Right? <laughs> I mean, so it's like it's amazing, you know? Because I mean, all you're doing is editing and cutting and pasting and doing all this kind of stuff, and it's amazing. But you just shouldn't spend so much time on it. Same thing with the iPhone. I mean, we walk into a coffee shop and everyone's glued to those things. And I mean, what are you a doctor? You know, waiting for results? I mean, it's just like it's ridiculous. I leave my phone in the car you know most of the time i mean it's just don't be so dependent on it and don't don't worry about the latest tweet or my, my, you're convicting me my friend just, you're convicting me and I'm rightly sorry, so it just doesn't it doesn't matter but it they were designed to do that all those social media sites were designed to do it i can tell you one thing those that are behind it that have the name on it have nothing to do with it if they can spell their name or talk to shoot their shoelace i'd call it a miracle these things have <laughs> all been funded by, you know billions of dollars to not only capture your information but to dumb you down with following trends and oh my gosh i've got another like who cares? It doesn't yes. mean anything. You know, it's real. It's the real conversations. It's getting outside. It's meeting people for a cup of coffee or tea or your nice walk on the beach. It's balance. It's working out. You know what I mean? Whether it's a walk, a jog, a swim, it's all about balance. And so when you're using the computer, you're on technology, that's great. You know, just don't get obsessed with it and don't be on it for too long. I think that's, you know, quick over overview, but it's best advice I can give. And it's the same advice that I take, you know what I mean? So, yes. So Chad, Chad, I want you to put your uh, believer in the Lord Jesus Christ hat on. And I want you to speak to our listeners uh, about the, the value of not only creativity in their own lives as adults, but also instilling and stirring creativity in their young people's lives. You've discovered a tool to encourage that in the lives of middle school-age kids and their parents. It's called writing uh, a book series called the Britfield and the Lost Crown series. Uh, What words of wisdom do you have to say for parents of middle school-aged kids? Uh, And uh, then I'm going to have you uh, end this uh, segment by encouraging people to visit the website again. So, Chad, put on your Believer in the Lord Jesus Christ hat and encourage our uh, kind of adult friends that are listening uh, about sure. what God may want to stir in and through them as well, Chad Stewart. Yeah, and I think I think uh, a question you might ask, you know, traveling 12 states and 10,000 students, and we've been, you know, all the way through California, San Francisco, Oregon, Washington, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Illinois, Oklahoma, 
I mean, so we've been in all these schools, all these different places. And, and what's my opinion of it? And what's my opinion of children? I think ch- all the children are wonderful. I don't see any difference with children from, from, from 10 to 12. Children are amazing. I don't care what school they're at. I mean, they all have, because again, what, how are children's form? It's, it's God's gift. I mean, children are, 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 are created by, by God. That's, his, that's his, his, his awesome gift to us. And so kids are all born with that. They're all born with these creativities and these ideas. That's why I love that sort of age group, you know, around the 10 to 12, because they're still curious and they still aren't, aren't afraid to ask questions and they're still not afraid to raise their hand or to speak their mind. And it is an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, but with that said, I mean, I do see the oppression out there. I see, I see why, aren't, why isn't creativity being taught in classrooms? Why isn't creativity being taught at schools when it's the number one most important skill set of the future? Sure. So that's one of the questions. But so I, what I would tell parents is, like, if the school isn't doing that, you know, um, try, try, number one, this is what I find, because I, I find every child is gifted, period. Every child is gifted. And, and that whole thing about genes and all that stuff, that's nonsense. Just so you know, scientifically, that's nonsense. All kids are, are, all kids are born genius, right? I mean, they really are. All kids have gifts and amazing gifts. So I think parents just, as best they can, um, offering the environment for their children to explore, you know, to, to if they want to, if they want to paint, my goodness, go, go out and get canvas and paints. If they want to write, you know, give them, give them that time to write. Um, and if you have to reward them, you know, or whatever, take them to a museum, get them outside. Everything is about experience and exploration. You know, I mean, it's just like, uh, especially at this age, you know, trips, traveling. I mean, again, it doesn't matter. You know, it, maybe it's not Europe or even the United States, but it, it's going to a museum. It's going to a park. It's, it's going to somewhere new. It's going to, you know, one of, um, one of the abbeys here, you know, in San Diego or something like that. I mean, it's just, it's always getting out. If you take them out to some new place once a week, as best you can, maybe it's on a Saturday and that's your time together and you're spending time together. You guys are just walking here or seeing this or visiting that or there's a car show here or just going out to see a movie if there's actually anything to see, whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's those images. It's the experience that will influence them for the rest of their lives. And then whatever they're interested in pursuing, allow them to pursue it. You know, if they want to pursue music, let them pursue music. Um, uh, you know, get them the instrument if you possibly can afford it or, or lease one or rent one. Yes. But it's, it's experience, 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 and environment. Environment is everything. That's what dictates. You could take a child right now that is, that is scoring horribly low at a school because he's just under a really oppressive situation or maybe it's a bad school, maybe it's a bad family life, and you can just change that environment. And within six to 12 months, you would see transform. Oh, I love it. So, so, yeah, this is this is remarkable. My listening friend, here's the deal. You know, none of us really, you know, especially if this is your first child that you're 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 dealing with here. You know, you know, we read books and things like that. But the truth of the matter is uh, God has a plan for your kid, your child, as much as he has a plan for you. One of the things that probably has stymied you in your past, if you look back at it, is somebody said, oh, no, you can't do this that way, or you, yeah. you, know, you don't have that freedom. Here's how it has to be done. You know, that stymies creativity. And creativity, you know, I, I track people that uh, God has given different ways of solving problems, and, and it's remarkable. So your child has a way to solve a problem that maybe you didn't have in your youth, my friend. Give them that freedom and see what God does to and through them. 
and, and that's what I would be encouraging you as well. We have about one minute left, uh, Chad Stewart, and, and yeah. the author of Britfield and the Lost Crown series. Give the website one more time, and then we're going to close this, and, uh, and trust God is going to empower our listeners to move forward and not only in creativity for themselves, but also stir creativity to their young people. So website and parting thought, Chad Stewart. Sure, sure. And I just say that uh, Britfield really makes the perfect Christmas gift. We just kind of kicked off our Christmas campaign, but it really does. Grandparents, parents, I mean, uh, it, it's just it's just a fun, fantastic read for, for children, for grandchildren, for whatever. We're on Amazon, hardcover, softcover, ebook, and audiobook done by an award-winning British voice talent. He does all the voices. We actually have won uh, over 12 uh, international national book awards. Last week, we won uh, first place gold medal, Parents' Choice Award. Remarkable. Brickfield and the Lost Cran. So, uh, great book. So, Brickfield.com. Brickfield.com is our main website, 400 pictures, over 100 uh, uh, pages of information and interactive maps. And uh, Brickfield, really, again, it's, it's, it's not just a fun, fast-paced novel based on, on, on family values, but it's an educational book. So, oh, I like wow. It. So, you, your, your kids can be reading this book and getting educated about history, geography, art, architecture, culture, and love it. I love it. <laughs> Website one last time, Chad. Yeah, Britfield.com, B-R-I-T-F-I-E-L-D, Britfield.com. Check out the website. It'll blow your mind. Oh my, my. Well, Chad, C.R. Stewart, I really appreciate this time we've spent together. My listening friend, the first hour, we kind of helped you abandon your prisoner mentality and take control of your life. Better still, allowing God to take control of your life and to set you free to do God's calling. This hour, uh, we looked into solutions for today's youth, and I want to encourage you, my listening friend, come join us every week on Come Together San Diego as we continue to excavate important topics to bring the Church of San Diego and beyond together. My friend and uh, Chad Stewart, thank you, my friend, for joining us. And my listening friend, it's been a pleasure, and see you next week. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise.